0: Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. I would like to reflect on some important points from the Bible in regard to our spiritual life. I mean, have you ever wondered why God rejected Cain and his sacrifice and his offering, but he loved and accepted Abel's sacrifice? And in fact, Cain got mad because God didn't accept his, but he accepted Abel's, and they ended up killing him. But why? The reason is the Bible says that Cain waited a long time. Over the course of time, he finally came to God and gave God what his due. But the Bible says in Genesis 4 that Abel gave his first fruits, the best part of his flock, to God. So Abel took what was best of his flock and gave it to God as an offering out of love. Cain kept the best for himself, and he gave what he had left over to God. Of course God wasn't going to accept that. God deserves the best. Likewise, if you think about the Magi who came to visit Jesus, they brought gifts of gold— frankincense, and myrrh. Notice they didn't bring a case of apples or some lumber and wood. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh, kingly gifts they brought to the divine Christ child. God who is above all praising, God who is beyond all, they brought the best gifts to them. And Abel sacrificed his best gift to God. And likewise, even a fake song like The Little Drummer Boy, it says, I had nothing to give but my drum, and I played my best for him. I gave my all to him. He wanted to give a gift to the divine Christ child, and so he gave himself and his drum, the only gift he had, but he gave the best part of himself, and he did it the best he could. And there's so many life lessons from this. I mean, do we, in the spiritual life and in life in general, do we give God our best Or do we give God our worst? Do we give God the first fruits of our hearts? Or do we give him the leftovers? I mean, are our lives so busy and so full of everything else in this world? And we're so busy running and going crazy that when we finally sit down to pray, we can't even concentrate or our minds are going a thousand different ways. And our our hearts are just so full with all of these other things that it's really hard to pray and give God our best when we finally sit down to do so. So do we give him the good part of our heart the first fruits or do we give him the leftovers i mean that might just be something we want to consider in matthew 22:37 jesus tells us to love the lord your god with all of your heart all of your soul all of your mind And all of your strength. Now, admittedly, this is difficult, but Jesus says the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all we have. How many of us do that? How many of us can say that we do that in our prayer lives, in the way we attend mass, in our daily duties and our vocation? Do we give God our all or are we so consumed with work? throughout the day and activities like Martha, Remember Martha and Mary? Mary took time to sit with Jesus in silence and give herself to Him, where Martha, who was worried and anxious about many things, was too busy about serving that she wasn't even contemplating Jesus. And so in the same way, so many times we get so busy in our career, our work, our activities, our hobbies, our games, our Netflix, our cell phones and social media. We are going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. We hardly even take time for silence. We hardly even take time to stop. How can we say that, we give good time to God. This is something perhaps we need to consider. It's like marriage. Many people say that they don't want to get married or they don't like marriage. It's a burden. And there's even a t-shirt out there that has someone married and the woman's like, and the man's like, and he's all mad, and you look down at his ankle, and there's a ball and chain on it. And that's the symbol that people have for marriage today. It's a ball and chain. It's a burden. Why? Because marriage is a sacrifice. Love is a sacrifice. And if you don't want to sacrifice everything you have and everything you are for another person, then you probably shouldn't get married. And That's why many people are miserable in marriage, because they think it's just fun and games, or someone to have sex with, or spend time with, or they're marrying their friend, which is all true. But marriage requires... requires a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice. That is the fruit of love. And we have to give of ourselves, even in the middle of the night when we don't feel like getting up to change our child's diaper or go to get medication for our sick wife, or if we have the best night planned with our wife and then the baby wakes up who is supposed to sleep the night through and it ruins your night. Many times we just don't want to make the sacrifices we need to and we get angry and we get upset. And people who are able to sacrifice and give everything in marriage, love marriage. They understand that when you give everything and they give back to you, both sides are giving and receiving, and so you get so much more than you receive. So marriage can be wonderful with the right attitude and with the right understanding. It's the same thing in our spiritual life. We have to be able to sacrifice things in our life for God. We have to, if our social media takes up too much of our time and we don't even have time to pray, it needs to go. Or it needs to be recalibrated. Less time here, more time here. Same thing. How excited are we to spend time with God every day in prayer? I mean, do you look forward? I remember someone the other day was like, oh, I can't wait for the new Netflix series to come out. And this was on a Sunday. And I said, really? Are you just as excited to go to church today? And they said, "Uh, good point. You know, they were so excited for the new Netflix series and they weren't even thinking about mass or church. So many times... Other things occupy the prime place of our hearts so that we don't have much time to give to God. So many of us have addictions of social media and TV and entertainment, jobs, careers, friends, hobbies. Those things are not bad, but are they used in moderation? Do we give our prime place of our heart to those things, or do we give the prime place of our heart To God. And we also use those things on the side in the way they're supposed to be and for the purpose they're supposed to be used for. Is God the center of your life? And if not, how can you give him more time in this new year? How can you make more room in your heart? This might be something that you need to take time to think about, to reflect on, to consider over the next couple of days. What is God telling you right now in your heart that you need to give up or that you need to work on? Or what part of your spiritual life is he saying you're not giving enough, and you know you're not giving enough, but you just haven't done anything about it? God is not going to regard us if we give him our leftovers. He is going to reject us if we don't love him. And many people say, yeah, but I'm too busy. But in reality, we make our lives too busy. We just choose not to give our all to God because he's not that important in our lives. We're supposed to think that God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, which he is, But do our lives reflect that? Or are we falling to sleep when we're saying our prayers? Or do we just say our prayers for a couple minutes in the morning so we can get to the rest of our important duties? Do you give God the glory? Do you give Him what is due? And do you give Him your best? Or do you give Him what's left over after you do everything else? Just some spiritual thoughts to consider. What would happen if you were on a sports team and you really didn't put much effort into it? What would happen if you were in a marriage and you didn't do too much with it? What would happen if you were at your job and you hardly did anything? You would probably get fired, you'd probably get divorced, and you'd probably get kicked off the team. So why would we think we're going to go to heaven and have this great, marvelous relationship with God if we don't put anything into it now? What makes us think that we're going to have this great, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ that's life-changing if we don't put anything into it? It doesn't work that way in life, and it doesn't work that way in the spiritual life. Let's give more to God. Consider over the next couple of days what God is speaking to your heart right now, and think about the changes that can be made so we can make more room for God in our life. And making more room for God in our life will only bring us closer to Him and make us holier and make us happier. So let's do that. If you would like me to come to your parish, to give a talk, to give a parish mission, a retreat, a confirmation retreat, or something else, please look us up on our website at thecatholictruth.org thecatholictruth.org and check out what we have as far as retreats and missions and apologetic seminars and things like that. Also, please consider supporting our ministry. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Please share it with others so that more people can see this message that is so important and so that we can save souls and change lives for Christ. May God bless you. We are praying for you. Please pray for us.